They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard I never took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns Bumps and bruises I live, I learn I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers It's hard to get a start Hey, what's up everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby And you're now listening to The Powercast And we will be recapping Power Book 2 Ghost Episode 9 And this episode was titled Monster And um, I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How you doing, Rich? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? Yeah, you had a good Christmas. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I, I would say it was. Uh, yeah, I would say it was a good holidays. Just uh, taking time to reflect, make sure to contact uh, family. But yeah, it's it's good. La- laid back, considering how bad the year has been. <laughs> cool, cool. Sounds about right. And uh, how are you, Dana? I'm fine. Good, good. You had a good Christmas or happy holiday? It existed. Okay, okay. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, so we, we hope that all of you listeners had, you know, happy holidays as well or a happy Christmas if you celebrate. Um, but yeah, you know, um, we are back. Uh, we, we know it's been a rough year, but, you know, um, it, it was cool to just like let loose for at least, you know, like a couple of days and just forget about work and and the pressures of life i guess but you know mm-hmm. there's, there's there's still a lot going on in the world so um you know that, that all of that is kind of weighing in the back of our minds still but hey we we just gotta do the best we can and uh what the holidays teach us is that you know we, we were all supposed to have some sort of family or support system so so this is definitely the time to to connect with people and make sure you you check on everyone you know so you know, this is the time for that bonding. So, that's my that's my words of wisdom for the week for the people. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm taking over from Rich because that's that's supposed to be Rich's job. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good good, word, good words of wisdom. I would say. Yeah. But yeah, let's get right into you know this recap because this was an explosive episode of Power, um, and I know <laughs> that that there's there's a whole lot to talk about. So, um. Let's start with, you know, one of the the more minor characters, um, especially in this episode, but um, that was Brayden. So, um, in this episode, um, obviously, Brayden comes back to, you know, his dorm room, which he shares with Tariq, and he comes up to, he comes to pick up some things, basically, Um, and, you know, Tariq is there, so they they have a discussion, and Brayden is still kind of mad about, you know, what happened last week. Um, and Tariq actually tells him that you know Kane was was to blame for for the murder that happened at, at the school and everything. Um, and Braden gets kind of upset that Tariq didn't you know tell him and kept him in the dark. Uh, but Tariq also shows him that he has like a new shipment um, of drugs that he has to move right. Um, so you know Braden he, he he wants Braden to help him, but uh, Braden's not exactly with it. And obviously with the investigation going on it's it's a little too risky to try and move it on campus so Braden comes up with the suggestion that he should just sell it to Effie because Effie can sell it for double the price 
uh, where she stays. So, you know, later on in the episode, uh, they visit Effie and, um, you know, Tariq actually finally, finally tells Brayden the truth about Riley and he even shows, you know, a picture of Cooper Sacks and Brayden actually remembers seeing a picture of Sacks at Riley's house or whatever. Um, so, you know, that kind of proves that, you know, there's a connection, I guess. So I want to ask you guys, do you think Brayden will confront Riley in the future? And how might that conversation go if it happens? So um, how about you, Rich? What do you think? Yeah, I think he will 100% uh, confront uh, her in the future about this. <clears throat> we know the preview for next week. They definitely have another interaction. So in terms of what they discuss, probably still trying to figure out what she was doing with Tariq um, and trying to get some more answers in regards to that. So I think that they definitely are going to have some type of confrontation. Cool. Yeah, because, I mean, Tariq did tell him that um, he lied about them, you know, about her trying to sleep with him. But he, he told her that, um, you know, basically she slipped him a drink or whatever. Um, like a spiked drink, um, so and and that he's she's probably been feeding information to you know Cooper Sacks and everything. So um, I'm I'm mm -hmm. I'm wondering you know how how Braden is going to approach that conversation because um you know I I don't know like do you think like he has more loyalty to Tariq um, than to you know Riley because it seems like he he suddenly really cares about Riley. So like do you think there's any chance that she could kind of like you know um i guess persuade him to kind of like get with her and forget about Tariq like do you feel like there's any possibility of of, of it going like that well that's going to be a very interesting dynamic to try and figure out because i think it, they want you going into that next to the next episode believe that it can go either way mm -hmm. obviously you see he still has a lot of loyalty to Tariq in this episode but Riley was not in the picture in this episode, so when she does return, you're definitely going to ask the question about whether or not he's going to really want to try and repair things with her and get on her side. He even still did defend her when they had his argument with Tariq, so um, it's going to be interesting to see which way that goes, uh, but I do think that now that he knows that uh, Sax is somebody who is obviously someone you need to be careful with, he has to be very careful about how he approaches that relationship now, um, but it's it, it, but see it's, it's hard to tell because again we just have to see how they plan it because it can go in in, in in any direction really. But mm -hmm. I think for right now he's probably going to just talk to her to get some more information. I don't know if he's going to he's going he's probably still going to grill her and ask her why did you drug Tariq and what and what happened as a result of that. He's probably definitely going to ask that question, but beyond that. We'll have to see how far he takes things. Right. Uh, so, Dana, uh, what do you think about you know Braden and and how do you think him confronting Riley is gonna is gonna turn out? You, you know, back in my day, we used to have a saying that we can't say anymore. But I do feel that um, Braden is eventually going to kind of mend the relationship that he has with Tariq um, he knows that he has to be wary around Riley and no one should be in that kind of relationship anyway I again don't see this lasting 
in a fantasy world, I would appreciate if Brayden just killed Riley so we don't have to see her again. <laughs> but, you know, it's a bit extreme. So hopefully he can he can get her kicked off campus. She doesn't even go to school there. And he has power through his parents who basically own the school or is very huge contributors. So he can get rid of her to not to no longer be on the campus. Uh, so I do eventually see them breaking up. He now, I do think that this will make, will help to repair the bond that he has with Tariq or the one-sided bond that he has with Tariq and that they will be friends again, probably by season two or, you know, somewhere within season two. I, I do look forward to that, but I just can't see this really situation being long-term. Mm. Well, you know, I mean, um, this episode started off with Kane throwing body parts in a container, so nothing is too extreme. Um, she, she, <laughs> right, Riley can end up, you know, getting murdered by, by Brayden or something. Like, you know, it, it could be a complete recreation of Tommy and, uh, what's her name? Uh, you know, uh, the, the one that he murdered. Holly? Holly. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, who knows? But, um, but yeah, I guess there's not too much more to say about that. I just wanted to bring it up because I know we we mentioned this last week, so you know I wanted to uh, bring that up again since Tariq did confess everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's move on to Tasha real quick. So um, because Tuba, you know, is asking Tariq for more money, um, Tariq ends up calling Davis McLean to see if he can delay the payment right um, but Davis says it's okay but he'll have to cancel his star witness you know that he was going to have um, you know and, and he was basically just saying that to, to get Tariq to pay him because you know he, he knows that having a star witness is important right so D- Tariq you know takes the bait and says alright if, if, if you have a star witness that can help my mom then go ahead with it and I'll pay you um, so then, you know, later on we see uh, Method Man and Paula visit Tasha in prison. And this is after Tasha already spoke to Tariq. And Tariq told her about this special witness that Davis uh, McLean mentioned. So Tasha proceeds to ask about the witness and who it is. Um, and, you know, Davis McLean doesn't say anything, basically. So later on. Tasha actually calls in Paula alone to visit her um, and you know she asks who the witness is and Paula actually tells her that it's Epiphany the the stripper Um, so you know Tasha tells Paula you know because she's obviously worried uh, about what what Epiphany might know um, and how much she knows because she knows that she kind of put Tariq in touch with her you know earlier this season right so Tasha sends a message to, to Paula to, to basically pass on to Tariq and you know she says um, to you know to ask Tariq if Epiphany ever met Kanan um, she doesn't say Kanan she says Slim but we all know that you know that that's the nickname for Kanan um, and then you know she says to tell Tariq to treat Epiphany just like Kanan meaning you know she wants him to kill you know to kill yep. epiphany um so yeah 
so I wanted to ask you guys just you know based on on this you know and on Tasha's actions um what like what exactly like what do you think of Tasha you know after you know her asking her son that she's trying to protect to kill again you know uh, what does this say about Tasha to you guys like and and you know how do you feel about it so I'll start with you first Dana what do you think And you're muted. Okay, she might not. Sorry, be the oh. whole thing. I can't. My mute thing just don't. Anyway, I do feel that. Um, it's really weird how she is trying to get, you know, her son kind of be, you know, could have clean hands, in a way, and to not really be involved, and she really wants to take whatever that's going on and you know reflected on herself so that she protects her son but then she asks something of him that's so drastic and if caught can go so wrong and put him behind jail so I just found that to be hilarious and in a way it kind of maybe shows I don't want to say a desperation but it seems like it's a cross between desperation and a bit of selfishness to go out of the way to ask that. I was just wondering, overall, does she not have any other connections out on the street who could, you know, help do things for her, especially something as extreme as murder? Uh, so it kind of threw me, very much so. But then remember how we was talking different um, before about the, the, remember the divide that maybe that might hap happen between Tariq and, her, and his mother? how you know there will might come a time where you have to think about yourself remember the conversation that she had at the end of the previous episodes so I was wondering if they was trying to play upon that and if so that would have been a very interesting way to go about you know Tasha finding her own path and and also being that bit selfishness by bringing Tariq into it because it's it's a really interesting dynamic where she says stay away but still help me I don't know where what they're trying to do at that point I didn't know what they was trying to do yeah um wait say say that last part again which scene do you mean what are you talking about well remember when when she remember there was the scene where she was talking to the other prisoner and she was saying, you know, not the other prisoner. It was um, one of the lawyers, I think, when they were saying, um, you know, you're going to have to start doing things yourself. Right. Maybe you should start, you know, testify or turn something in and start thinking about yourself because you're going to be stuck in prison. And remember, we had the conversation where it's like, will we see um, Tasha and Tariq kind of go their own separate way? Oh, okay. Remember yeah, how you was... called less and less? Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying, yeah, that, that was the conversation with Paz. Yeah, so I was just wondering, within that one scene, is that, that it, it seemed kind of weird because if she's trying to, you know, take the blame for everything and then ask something as drastic as killing from Tariq, who she wanted to keep separate from what's going on, I didn't know where the lines were at. It seemed kind of blurry still where she was still holding on to Tariq and I didn't know what was going on in that situation what her motives was going to be 
Okay. Well, yeah, I, I do have a follow-up question about that in a sec, but I'm going to hand over to Rich real quick. Um, so, Rich, what did, what did you think of Tasha asking Tariq to kill again? Yeah, so it's a very complicated uh, relationship. We, we know that uh, when this all started out, Tasha was t- telling Tariq to just go to school, not worry about her. But uh, it's very interesting that there was a conversation that she had in this particular episode with uh, McLean and um, Paula and basically mentioned that, you know, right, right, and this happened right at the end of their conversation with McLean when she, when McLean was about to leave, she said, you know, well, remember that there are still two kids that I have to take care of out here. Uh, so they want to remind you that, yes, Tasha definitely cares about Yaz, she cares about Tariq. But just to go to Dana's point, yes, she is also thinking about herself, because obviously, if you take Epiphany out of the picture, it, it uh, yeah, it would it would eliminate the fact that Tariq would even come up in the conversation. But it also just completely ends all you know all all, all mention of the business the business that uh, Epiphany did with Tasha, because she dealt with her directly, uh, doing selling the drugs, etc. So uh, it definitely was a selfish act to tell him to do that. But then I also find it interesting how later on when she talks to Tariq again, she asked him, what did you do? And he refuses to tell her exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, because you have to be, you know, cautious about that. Because I believe that, that there was a conversation they were having all over the phone. And yeah. that would have been a recorded conversation. Yeah. So you can't really pr- reveal that information over, over that phone. They didn't have the, she didn't have the burner anymore at that point. So um, it's very interesting dynamic, but again, we're going to see where this all leads uh, next week. Now that Tariq is going to have to be the one to take the stand, which is something that they had already alluded to at the beginning of the season, where Tariq was ready to take the stand, but now Tariq has gone through a lot of, of situations on his own. So it's going to be very interesting to see how he deals with that. But he knows everything now, so <laughs> it's going to be yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens next. Yeah. See, so, piggyback, can I? See, when you said the part where how it was a recorded thing, and she kept saying, "Did you do your homework? Did you do your homework?" Um, I kind of wondered at that point was she trying to set him up? Mm. Because you know she wanted him to say it wasn't like a code word. It wasn't like, you know, I did my math today and I worked on my subtractions. Yep. He didn't say that. And I think for some reason, because he, you know, we saw him respond and, yeah, I'm doing homework and all that other mess. He didn't <laughs> respond. So I wonder in a weird way, did he know that she was trying to, if, if she was trying to set him up by constantly asking the answer for if you did your homework? Or I wonder if by not answering, it was a power struggle. Know what I mean to say I have the answer but I'm not going I choose not to tell you because right now it's you know I'm in control the Tariq was growing into his own mm. yeah there, there's That's many uh, there's many perspectives you can take from that conversation because it definitely was pretty deep like there, there was more to it um, there was a lot of nuance in, in that phone call um, and that brings <laughs> me to the next question I wanted to ask but let me answer what Dana just said and, you know, what I think, first of all, and then I'll ask you to. Um, so I, I, I think in that conversation, 
she said you know the word uh she, she asked if he did homework i think that was her way of trying to talk in code on the phone um so she you know that's why she said homework and everything but um Tariq's lack of you know a, a proper answer i think um i think Tariq sort of resents that she asked him to do do that task mm-hmm. um you know i think he kind of resents her for that a little bit um and he might he might be feeling a certain way about it you know um that she asked him to do that so i wanted to ask you guys do you think Tariq resents tasha uh, uh, for you know asking him to do such a thing like that um despite what he's already been through and you know um and everything that's kind of led up to to the case and everything um do you think he kind of resents her for that so um uh go ahead dana since you were just talking we we were just talking about this what do you think about that what i just said um i think it was very selfish he could be very angry about it because in a weird way if you go back to the first ghost Mm-hmm. They kind of planned together. Remember, they kept talking about killing Ghost. Yeah. And he's like, I'll do it, Ma. And it was like that back and forth. So I feel that he already killed for her once. And he is not, I don't view him yet as someone who's like a solidified ghost where he can just kill and then call it a day. He's not, he's not that, he's not Kane that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do feel, and then also remember every time, like not to get ahead, but every time that he made kind of stupid choices, it came back at him and someone else kind of lost their life because of it. If you look at Raina and the whole situation, I feel that in a way he does resent her. I feel that he is not ready to be a killer and we still don't know if that is something that he wants to do remember we had the conversation or he has these two paths to take he can either be the clean cut person eventually or he could be that killer which is all goes back to why I love that they titled this monster um, I think that I don't think it's resentment resentment is strong but I do feel that he is very angry that it's the fact that he killed his father and you could argue that he killed it for Tasha. And at the same time, he's still dealing with that grief of one, being a killer and two, losing his father. Because at the end of the day, that was their father. It's weird as a bond that they had, that was his father. And also the fact that he's trying to process everything that he's done. It's not just the fact that I killed a father. It's the fact that I am now a killer. I am going down the path that my own father is going down. And him trying to decide if that's the path that he wants to while being caught up in the midst of everything. And for Tasha to come and say, will you come and kill again? That kind of negates his feelings. He never had the opportunity to even say no. So I feel that he's very angry at this point. And going back with the whole not answering the homework question, that's why he didn't answer. Okay, yeah, uh, you made some good points. So, Rich, same question to you. Do, you. do you feel like Tariq resents the fact that his mother asked him to do that? Uh, I, I think there's, there's definitely could be some... Uh, well, I, I think his, his demeanor is, uh, again, you know, he doesn't... I mean, he is Ghost, but I think it's part of him that doesn't want to be like Ghost. So he wanted to try to, I guess, finagle another way to handle that situation. 
Uh, I, I do think though he definitely contemplated doing it though because you know I don't want to jump ahead, but when he had when he went to go visit Epiphany, they did a very good job with the tension, making you think that he was going to actually shoot her, um, and he didn't go through with that. Instead, he just paid her off, paid her to leave, and he had that dialogue with her. You know when she brought up the fact that she would just leave if she had all if she had money. So that um. I think that was his way of dealing with the situation as opposed to doing what his mom said. Uh, but again, a very good, good good job with the tension because we know earlier this season that she had also told him to deal with Tamika. And you saw how that also ended where, you know, uh, his lawyer showed up right before he had a chance to do anything with her that he would have regretted. So um, I think that that goes to show that they really did a good job of making you think that he might do something. And then, of course, the episode is titled Monster, so I was kind of expecting him to do something to transition into a monster, as Effie alluded to in the episode. But that didn't quite happen. So um, it was good that he pretty much dealt with it that way. Of course, what's going to be interesting now is seeing what is that interaction going to be like when he does reunite with his mom, because... She may think, well, this person is gone, but can this person come back and become a threat to us once again? And that is the whole reason why she wanted him to kill her in the first place. So we'll see what happens. Um, but I do agree, maybe resentment is too strong a word. I think he definitely had some struggles with that. But it, it's, it's, it, they, they, they have definitely put a lot on Tariq, you know, both Tasha and Ghost put a lot of pressure on Tariq so especially with what happened with Ghost getting killed so it's I can see how he definitely could resent it I don't think he did the best job showing how much he resented it though it's just that he was trying to think about what is the best way to deal with the situation so that I'm not completely like my dad even though I still have a lot of the same traits that he has if you get what I'm saying yeah Okay, yeah, great, great points all around. Um, I guess, you know, there's more to say about Tariq a little later on. Because uh, yeah. we, we will be getting back to that character. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm definitely not happy with Tasha at all. Um, I, I, haven't, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't liked her since season six of Power because I feel like she just, you know, she, she, she's in a place where she's just making some really bad decisions and uh she's just as evil as you know ghost like the original ghost was so um so if anything she's like the the real monster here in my opinion uh but well that's like ghost popped her in the head remember that one by refrigerator huh so, yeah i do remember I that that's why ghost popped her in the head oh yeah yeah <laughs> of course yeah you know and and uh let me just say i don't, I don't condone that behavior but but yeah, she she uh she brings this stuff on herself. <laughs> I, I I I also don't condone the abusive behavior, but I, I will say that this is a character where obviously we can agree that we don't like how she has done things and that she is a bad mother, etc. But I feel like a lot of this comes from having to deal with so much with Ghost, all of the drama with Ghost. Uh, you can only imagine. I mean, this show shows bits and pieces. It shows enough of their relationship where you would know that Ghost did her wrong on many occasions. And now she just wants to get out of this situation 
And obviously, she wants to get out of the situation and make sure she can also get out and, and, and also protect her kids. But I think what she is going to start to learn is that in order for her to get out of the situation, somebody is going to still have to go down regardless. Uh, so that's where it's going to be a test. Or you could argue that Tasha represents all women who wrap themselves up in men and forget about their children until it's too late. Yeah. You, you, you can say that too, for sure. <laughs> But I, I don't see a lot of like women killers out there like that. Like I, I don't know. But but yeah. Um, one thing I do want to say about Tasha though is um, I think you know she she really went down the wrong path because I feel like she should have been a detective or something because she is the queen of like pulling all of the answers out of thin air because she had like. <laughs> In season six of Power, she she somehow knew exactly where uh, Ghost put the body of Silver, right? Like she yep. she got that out of thin air. And then in this episode, she just knows that uh, McLean and Paula are sleeping with each other. Um, and I, well, I, well, I don't know if I missed something or if like there was a a, a a part where she saw them, you know, interacting or something. But let me know, so, Rich. Like how how did she figure that out? So let, let me just say this, because I don't know if you're going to, to have anything that you say in this episode, a section for Paula or McLean, so I, I won't say too much, but I will just say this. I 100% believe that that whole storyline with Paula and McLean sleeping together, I knew that that was going to at some point come into play with what was going on in the overall storyline, because you saw that clearly, you know, McLean wasn't trying to separate from his wife. She probably saw, you know, she probably just sensed it as someone that has sensed when her husband was cheating. She probably was able to sense that, yes, Paula has some interaction with him. And then again, if you if you just want to look at the body language that they that they displayed around her and the fact that when Paula and, and uh, McLean came to the, the, the jail earlier in the episode and where Paula started to tell Tasha some information McLean had to stop her and said no hold on no don't say that like she was basically protecting him and had his back so maybe she interpreted that or interpreted that as well there's clearly more between these two um they probably are sleeping together and she probably definitely saw that McLean had his wedding ring on so she knows that he's basically having an affair that's the only thing I can imagine where she came from by looking at the body language and how they was just how they was talking and interacting with each other in her presence uh, But aside from that There's no other way she would know uh, But as someone who saw her husband And interacted with her husband Knowing that he was cheating That's probably how she picked up on those signs Okay so so, so I'll, I'll ask you too Dana So like Is this like a special power that women have Where they can just like Pick up on, on you know <laughs> On when two people are sleeping together Is that like Is, is what Rich said correct? It's, it's actually very true it's a weird intuition that happens I mean it, we could see it we know it even if you just dream about it we know okay cool so so, but, but, but can, can, can we all agree that we definitely knew that that whole thing with him cheating on his wife was going to somehow play into what was going to happen in this storyline Oh yeah, they they had to pull that card at some point. <laughs> just I just await for them to pull the uh, the other card with the teacher and the student. I'm kind of upset that 
didn't come to light yet. Oh, we we we, we got something to say about that later, though. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, that was uh that was our discussion about Tasha. I guess uh, there might be some more to say about her later. But um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm guessing that um, and this is just like you know my uh my prediction but something major is going to happen to Tasha in the next episode I believe uh oh uh oh so you know uh, we, we... That, 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 that doesn't sound like it's a positive uh, news for people who like Tasha Gary <laughs> wait people like Tasha <laughs> no I'm like, I don't know I used to really like the character in like the first you know couple seasons but she uh she took a turn for the worse and like her for me her character became irredeemable um and i i wanted her to go a different path as well especially around the time she got with silver but yeah mm-hmm. she just she kind of like you know got stuck in the same uh you know the same the same habit as always so uh that's my thing with tasha uh, and, and she you know she deliberately puts her children at risk as well so yeah um so that's my thing with her but but yeah we will we will be talking about Tasha again in the future so we'll re- we'll revisit all of this um but let's move on to you know one of the characters that Dana just mentioned uh, which is Carrie um <laughs> <laughs> so uh so you know her story in this episode starts with her waking up next to Zeke um, and you know she sees all the bruises on his body and on his back and everything. So you know she she asks him how he got those bruises, and you know Zeke kind of opens up a little reluctantly, um, and he he also hides some details from her as he's opening up. But um, he basically tells her that you know after his celebration, um, you know from from the basketball game and everything they got into a, a, a fight or a gang beat them up and everything um, and he mentions that it was the GTG gang so so that's what he tells uh, Carrie and then you know later on Carrie is at the school and um, some of the professors have been summoned by the the detective and you know we all know that actor from other shows um, you know yeah. the detective um, I can't the remember boys. the boys exactly that, yeah that- the actor's name is Liz Alonzo. Alonzo. Okay. Do you remember the, his yeah. character name in this? I don't remember. Uh, I could have swore, it, it, you know, I could have swore it was Rico, but I, I I can't think of the name right now. The, the, yeah, I know. I know. Mo- mostly when we do these shows, I know every character's name, but unfortunately, I I don't uh, remember this character. I know that uh, Janie Ray mentioned in the comments last week who the character's name is, so um, hmm. I'll check that out. But continue talking and I'll, I'll try to find that information <laughs> okay no problem man but yeah because because I don't, I don't even think they mentioned his name in the episode but oh no they oh they they, they definitely did mention his name in the episode oh okay, um, okay I, cool. I just i just wasn't really paying that much attention to uh that particular part i just wanted was listening to what he was saying more so about who who, who what his actual sam? name was santana sam say what sam santana sam, sam santana, santana. Is he uh, related to Jewels? Ha, uh, ha, uh, ha. <laughs> uh. Okay. Um. So yeah. So Sam Santana is, is the investigator, and he's investigating the murder, you know, of the the boy in the pool from last week. 
So, um, you know, he basically summons the professors to talk about the death and he makes it clear that it was a murder um, and it wasn't an accident. So he shows them pictures of the gang tattoo on the victim um, and Carrie makes the connection to what Zeke said, you know, about the GTG gang. Um, so um, so then, you know, the, the investigator says that he wants to... Um, basically interrogate all of the students that are you know of like a urban background i guess um and the professors object to that because you know it's basically racial profiling um mm -hmm. and they they make the suggestion that they should speak to the students first in confidence um and then you know they might be able to get a lead from from that so um so they all agree that that's the direction they want to take and uh Carrie takes it upon herself to do her private investigating um, and she you know she she finds a picture of Zeke with the Tahada family and she does some googling to you know to find out about them and she realizes that Lorenzo Tahada who is in prison did business with the GTG gang and as she's looking this up Jabari storms in and he finds the picture he recognizes Drew from uh, from when he followed Tariq, and um, Tariq met with Drew. So uh, he 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 obviously makes that connection in his mind, um, but he doesn't let on that he knows this, uh, that he knows who it is, and he kind of acts oblivious, he, like he doesn't know what he's looking at. Um, so so yeah, and they they have obviously they have tension, Jabari and uh, Carrie. So you know he ends up leaving after that. Um, and then you know, um, uh, let me see here. Uh, yeah, so then Zeke is speaking with his auntie Monet. He, he goes to visit them in Queens, I guess. Um, and then you know he makes it clear that this murder is putting pressure on him, and that you know if they find out he's mixed up, or if they find out his family is mixed up in this, then it could you know um, it could lead to his basketball career being you know cut off or, or whatever um it could you know it could seriously threaten his career so you know he he's he's basically alluding to the fact that he kind of wants to say something to you know take the blame off of him to take the weight off him and Monet tells him not to say anything um but as you know Zeke is kind of talking he's mentioning Carrie a lot and saying that you know she has nothing to do with it you know and, and stuff like that so he's clearly trying to protect her and Monet picks up on this um, and realizes, I guess it's that woman intuition again, you know. Um, and she she figures <laughs> out that <laughs> that that something is going on there. So Monet shows up in Carrie's office and kind of intimidates her. And she basically says, like, you know, if if anything comes out about her and her family, then she's gonna let everyone know what's going on between her and Zeke. So. That leads me to the questions I have. Um, so, first of all, what do you think of all of these events, and uh, what do you think Carrie's next move will be? So, like, you know, will she, um, you know, get, give up all of this information that she has now to, you know, the investigation or or anything like that, or will she keep her mouth shut and continue, you know, maybe seeing Zeke on the low? Uh, how do you think you know she's going to act moving forward? So I'll go to you first, Rich. What do you think? Well, first and foremost, I don't believe that this this situation will will end well 
you know, as as it was as we know, Carrie has also been doing prosecuting work in the past. Uh, I'm pretty sure Zeke does not know this. Otherwise, he probably wouldn't have said anything to her at all because she said that. Oh, she she knows they had that whole conversation. Where she said, oh, well, don't worry. You can tell me anything and because I care about you and I look out for your best interests. And then you see later in this episode when they are confronted by uh, Sam. This is when, you know, obviously, you know, Jabari doesn't say anything because he's withholding information because he still has an issue with Carrie and he feels as, as though he still believes that she's messing around with Tariq. So obviously he didn't want to say anything. So if something does happen to her, she gets caught with Tariq, then it's it's on her. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like he doesn't say anything. And then when they go to her, she makes mention of the gang and then immediately it cuts off so you don't know what all she told Sam but the thing is is that it's a bad situation now because I'm going to assume she revealed a lot of information in that conversation maybe didn't go so far as to reveal the names because they had already said that they have to be they can talk to them anonymously but just the fact that she revealed all that revealed any information about the gang itself it's a bad situation about to come down. And of course, as we saw later in this episode, you made the mention about Monet uh, having the intuition that Zeke was sleeping around with with her. Um, I'm very glad that they alluded to the fact that Diana had found that card in Tariq's bag that had the comment about a teacher sleeping with a student because that gave context right there. Because I was wondering how was she going to get her confirmation of this? And then now it makes sense why in earlier episodes Diana found that card and she said, hey, mom, I think this is information you need to know. So that definitely helped her to put two and two together even further. And, of course, she confronted him at the end. She confronted a Carrie towards the end of the episode, which I was expecting that to happen in the next episode. So that happened kind of fast. Um, but it, it, it's a situation now where Carrie had already spoken to Sam prior to her having that meeting with Monet so I don't know what she said in that conversation with Sam but whatever she said it's not a good situation and now I think that the next episode there's going to possibly be a falling out with some of those characters because it, it just it doesn't feel like it's heading in a good path now that all this stuff is out there and yes what Kane did that brought a lot of attention to the school so somebody's going to have to pay for that. So um, it's just not going to be good, whatever happens next. But again, I, I think not only will her career be lost uh, from messing around with Zeke, but I feel like now that she's crossed Monet, I would not be surprised if that character is eventually killed uh, if Whoa. they find out that she revealed too much information. So we, we have to see how that goes down. Damn. Well, let's hope not because, you know, uh, I was just starting to like her, so... <laughs> so so yeah let, let, let's hope not but um but yeah rich man you you got a great memory because you, you know you the fact you remembered uh diana found that card and everything yeah, that, yeah. that's that's true you know because that because because i'm gonna tell you if if they didn't bring that up i would have criticized how did monet know uh, exactly everything about what's going on with, with these two it had to be more than just her having the intuition that something was going on because she saw how they were interacting together. So I'm glad they added that in there because I was wondering how they was going to how that was going to play into and why it was important that Diana saw that. So that's a very good job for for those that actually watch the show every episode. 
for you to go back to this is what happened before and now we're going to give you an answer as to why that happened and how it's going to be used so yeah that was a good job throwing that in there indeed so yeah so Dana um, what do you think of, of the events uh, with Carrie in this episode and, and you know what is she going to uh, you know do with all this information or is she going to um, take what Monet said seriously um, how do you think it's going to play out Carrie is officially the Angela of the show. <laughs> Wait, I'm the Angela? Really? That's a good thing. Um, Wait, that's good? Okay, yeah, no, no, may, may, no maybe happy. not. Maybe not. It's good. He's happy. <laughs> um, I feel that uh, I don't see her keeping all of this inside. I see her eventually, you know, start talking. And this is going, and the more that she talks and the more that Zeke talks to her, she's going to start putting two and two together. And I think it would be an interesting dynamic to see her kind of work against Zeke. Um, I think it, she'll end up doing it from what she will perceive to be his best interest in the sense of you can't live life this way, that kind of thing. And eventually they might have to kill her because she knows way too much. So this is where I'm drawing my Angela um, conclusion from. But I do see that this being information that she is going to keep storing and she's going to eventually start telling. Remember that whole anonymous thing? So maybe she's going to be the one who divulges all of that anonymously. And then again, we don't know how anonymous is anonymous. That's another thing. So... And then on top of that, you have um, Jabari, who's all still jealous and looking around the corner, trying to find out who's sleeping with Carrie. So this is going to just be one of those messy situations. And it might just get her killed, which will be exciting for the show. <laughs> hey, hey, can, can, can I just make a quick comment, Gary? I just want to mm-hmm. say, uh, I find it very hilarious how they had that whole scene where Jabari comes into her office sees the picture of Zeke uh, and doesn't think anything <laughs> about maybe this is who she's sleeping around with because they had that whole thing where he visited her when Zeke was over there and saw the basketball was on TV in the background so you can't put two and two together and be like hey maybe that's who she's messing around with <laughs> so I find it very funny how the character is so obsessed with Tariq that he still thinks Tariq is the one that's messing around with Carrie when it's really Zeke <laughs> See, this kind of makes me wonder if he has, because this like the obsession that he has is blinding, or is it some kind of vendetta that he knows about ghosts or something, and that's why he's so obsessed with Tariq and trying to bring him down? Because it's to the point where it's like it's getting a wee bit ridiculous with this obsession. Yeah, it's uh, something under that's that's driving him aside from you're bringing Carrie. Yeah, I, I feel like there might be more to Jabari's character, like, and I feel like maybe he's had like bad experiences in the past with, you know, people from the streets or something like that, and and maybe he's projecting those feelings onto, you know, Tariq because he knows his history and everything, and and his his father, you know, his father's history, I guess. Um, so well, maybe, well, yeah, go ahead. Well, it's that, and and also. You know, he's thinking about his book deal and the fact that they keep asking him, well, how does the story yeah. end with the kid? So he wants to see how this is going to play out so he can use this material for his own uh, personal gain to get his, his new book off the ground. 
Yeah, that too. <laughs> that that's. Uh, I, I think it's trying to push a narrative instead of just letting it happen naturally. That's true too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think it's like a mix of things with him. Like, yeah, it's the book thing as well because you know he he's using Tariq's material, so you know that shows there is some kind of you know weird obsession with Tariq as well beyond you know just the carry thing but and then there's also the carry thing where he thinks you know she's sleeping with Tariq and then um and and yeah I also just feel like it's something deep rooted within him um like I was saying before that's making him act this way as well so um so yeah I, I think um they could really play this off well with Jabari's character um so I I, I hope they do something you know real creative to to show us, you know, why he's kind of been acting this way. Um, so, yeah, I guess we gotta wait and see. Um, and my next question was actually gonna be, you know, what do you think uh, Jabari is going to do now? Um, so we've already kind of, you know, touched on it a little. But do you have anything specific that you think he might do next in in the next episode? Um, so go ahead, Rich. Uh, that's a good question. Um... I would assume still trying to find out the truth. I, 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 I because this, the next episode is a season finale. I feel like he will dis- discover that Tariq is not the one that's messing around with Carrie. Because you have to have some type of major reveals or something happen because it is a season finale. So I kind of feel like he'll get that answer in the next episode. I want to see if Tariq is going to find out that this guy has been plagiarizing his work. But it appears that Tariq is going to be very preoccupied in the next episode. So I don't know how they're going to fit that into all of this. Uh, That might be something you have to wait until next season. But uh, one thing I do want to mention, and I don't want to go too far ahead, is that I know that uh, the whole promo for the next episode, they had that line that that no one goes down alone. So I kind of feel like whoever, whatever bad happens to somebody, it's going to happen to multiple people in the next episode. So if something bad happens with Carrie as a falling out because of this uh, Tahada situation, something's probably going to happen bad to Jabari as well. Because, you know, these teachers have they have not been doing their job in the sense of messing around with the students. Now, it's okay if you want to teach them and, you know, all this other stuff, but you should not be sleeping around with your students. And even if they have already graduated, you shouldn't be sleeping around with them either. So I kind of feel like that something is going to happen with that. But it's a question of how it's going to happen because it can go in so many different directions it's not like a simple cut and dry answer as to what's going to happen next and that's what I like about the show now because there's a lot of things happening with a lot of different characters Um, but we'll see but in terms of what happens with Jabari in the next episode I assume more of the same uh, of him trying to you know find out who is behind this uh, how Tariq is involved and, and I do imagine that eventually um He's going to say he's going to find out Tariq is not involved in this. But hey, let's see if he still tries to take down Tariq, even though Tariq is not the one messing around with Carrie. Because he knows about Course Correct also now. We know that from the last episode. So we'll see how he uses all these things uh, to his advantage at the end of the day. I want this to be a running gag where, like, Jabari's 100 years old on his deathbed, and he's still like, Carrie slept with her, with Tariq. <laughs> <laughs> just keep this narrative going it's hilarious yeah I mean yeah it's, there's this like I said man 
there's something deep rooted in him that that you know makes him hold on to these things. So I wouldn't be surprised if that if that happened. But Dana, uh, do you have anything specific like that you think Jabari is going to do in the next episode, or how is how are they going to conclude his story? Do you think? Oh, this can go either one of two ways. One, he's dead, which would be simple <laughs> and easy, or he ends up getting the, the writing the book plagiarizing through some way and they find out because remember there are passages that are completely plagiarized um <clears throat> when he gets um called up about that and it ends his career and he ends up you know being miserable and sad and destitute and does something drastic on the show i need him to do something aside from just running around and being angry at carrie but that would i would need that book thing. I want them to, the fact that they showed us that he's a plagiarizer, um, I need that to come into play for his downfall. Okay, yeah, like, so what I think might happen in the next episode, because um, I definitely feel like the plagiarism thing needs to come to a conclusion before this season <laughs> ends, so I feel like, you know, he's gonna have his full finished manuscript, right? And he probably has it printed out in a nice folder, um, and you know in his office or something and um, maybe he calls Tariq into his office for an unrelated reason you know it could be something to do with school or he could be trying to ask him questions about Carrie or something right and mm-hmm. um, and then you know Jabari is called away from his office because of an emergency or something and Tariq is left there and he sees this shiny new folder and you know he, he, he starts to you know browse through the folder and see you know the story and everything and then he starts to recognize his own work um so i feel like something like that is going to happen where you know Tariq is going to find out that he's he because Tariq is the only one that's going to know you know that those are his words um so i feel like he's going to find out and um i don't know how it's going to play out after that but i feel like he's going to use that you know as leverage um you know, yeah. he, he, he's going to, you know, try and he's going to basically threaten Jabari and say, you know, I'm, I'm going to ruin your career unless you do this for me. You know, so that's what I think might happen. Um, that's my prediction. So or Tariq could just set him up like he did the other teacher for drugs. Yeah, because remember that never came into fruitation. The fact that we saw that and he got arrested, that that storyline just kind of dropped. Yeah, yeah. We never really got into that storyline, so maybe that was a way of showing us, you know, what happened before and how it could play out in this show now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yeah, I'm I'm thinking like maybe um, it could be that course correct gets exposed or something, and then you know, um, if Tariq finds out about Jabari plagiarizing, then you know he can use that as leverage to have Jabari help him or you know support him. Or alleviate the blame from Tariq or something like that, you know. So um, maybe, maybe something like that will happen. Would the, you, what was you going to say, Rich? The only point that I, I will add is that if a scenario does happen where they have a confrontation and Jabari has to leave immediately, it's going to be because something happened to Carrie that he hears about. Because mm-hmm. obviously, he is very concerned about Carrie. Um, so if if Monet gets to her, they take her out or whatever, you know, I, he definitely would leave immediately to see what's going on with Carrie. Um, 
and that's and that could be how when you made the comment about a theory of him leaving the office after they you know he brings him into the office that would be a reason why he would leave uh oh, yeah. so that's the only point that i was going to add yeah yeah exactly because you guys already you know made the prediction that carrie might might end up you know passing away or murdered or something um and that hurts my heart it, a little but uh yeah well i, I mean well, well hey <laughs> it might not happen yet yet I mean, but I feel like something is definitely going to happen to it to the with, with that character because the thing is, if she is killed uh, after she has already revealed some information and we don't know what all she revealed to Sam, uh, then they will obviously know or at least have an idea of they will look deeper into what she was researching. Uh, so that would that wouldn't be a wise move for them to take her out just yet, but something is going to definitely happen. It, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, and I, I actually can't wait to see you know what happens, um, how they wrap this up in the next episode. So um, yeah, so yeah, I, I guess we'll wait and see. But um, but let's get to Tariq now because you know uh, there's a lot lot of things to talk about regarding him. Some of the things we already mentioned, but you know there is more to say. So so let's get to it. So um so after. Uh, after being being asked to you know to kill Epiphany, Tariq struggles with the weight of that task and everything. And but but he shows up to Epiphany's spot. He has the gun on him. Um, his body language kind of tells me that he doesn't really want to do it, but he you know he's willing to do whatever it takes, I guess, um, to help his mother. Um, so he talks to her a little bit just to you know put her at ease and make her unaware of you know what he's doing and everything. And you know she's packing up toys and stuff like that. So um, he realizes that you know, because um, she, she says that you know she if she, if she could she would skip town instead of you know testifying in court and everything like that. So when she says that you know he 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 has a bag of money on him. So he just makes the decision to pay her to leave and that. That will, you know, make things easier. That solves the problem without him having to kill her. So that's what he does. And then, um, you know, uh, and then later on, he meets with Monet. And um, this is when he already has the money because the, the deal with Effie already happened and everything. So so he has the money, but he gave some to Epiphany. Um, so while he's meeting with Monet, he tells her that he's a little short on the money because he had to pay for you know his mother's trial and everything um and monet ends up pulling a gun on him and um during this time you know Tariq kind of has like a short monologue where he's like you know i, I hurt everyone that cares about me so you know you should probably do it you should probably pull the trigger i accept it kind of thing and then during you know this you know little monologue we see flashbacks to uh, Keisha, Tommy, Kanan, Raina, his mm -hmm. mother, and his father. And, um, you know, when, when Tariq, um, says something about his father, where I, I think what he said is exactly was like, um, I, you know, I, I hurt everyone who cares about me and, you know, even my father or something along those lines. Yeah. And, uh, when he says that, Monet, you know, immediately asks him about that. She's like, w what did you say about your father? Um, so, so I wanted to ask you guys real quick before we move on to what happens after that. Uh, did do you think Monet figured out that Tariq might have killed his father 
because because of that reaction or um you know what was it that made her question when he he brought up his father so what do you think rich uh well yeah they've i'm pretty sure they've heard a lot of things about Tariq. when she did her initial research on Tariq, knew that there was a lot of things about him that just didn't quite add up so i don't know if she knew at that moment in time that he actually did that to his father um I mean, it's just, it's, it's it's hard for me to tell because I, I haven't I don't I don't really know how much information she knows about Tariq specifically because you know I feel like if people know this information then it should be more than enough to you know put him away or you know go you know put him in jail or whatever but it feels like you know she was trying to get a confession for him to say that but obviously that didn't happen because of what happened immediately after that which you'll get into in, in a little in a little while yeah. but um. I just feel like this entire episode with Tariq, I really like that they threw in the flashbacks of all the times where he let down the people who they thought they could trust him. And then it came to this moment here once again with ghosts. So the people who are a fan of, of, of uh, Amari Hardwick, they'll be happy to see him in this episode, even though it's a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I my only guess is that she um, she just didn't really... I don't know if she knows 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 for sure that he did it, but she knows that he definitely had had, had played a role in it. I don't know if she knows he actually pulled the trigger, um, but she was probably trying to get that information. And I would be very interested to see what happens in that next episode based off of that. But one little quick point that I want to make before you go to Dana, and we spoke about this very briefly uh, before the show started. Um, I find it very interesting how at the beginning of this episode. Tariq gets a message from 2-Bit. I want that 50K. I need it now. <laughs> and then this whole episode, you know, obviously he has to get money for all these other things, but by the end of, you know, by the by the end of the episode, 2-Bit still has not been paid his money back. So I imagine that the next episode, you know, while Tariq has to worry about what's going on with his trial, he has, he definitely is in trouble with 2-Bit and still has unfinished business, unfinished business with Monet. So, um, that is definitely going to happen in the, in the finale. I feel like there's going to be another conversation between him and Two Bit, but I find it interesting how that was mentioned at the beginning of this episode, and then you didn't hear nothing else about it in this entire episode. Uh, so I assume he all the money he made he gave to uh, Epiphany to have her leave. So he owes Two Bit, and, and the other thing is I, I, I'm assuming he made enough to also pay Sax as well. Not Sax, um, McLean as well, because he had to pay him too. Yeah. So I guess we can assume he had enough to pay McLean and to pay Epiphany, but he did not pay Monet and he did not pay uh, Two Bit. So there's going to be definitely be some consequences for those two actions. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Th- those are uh, those debts are definitely you know catching up to him. So yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so Dana. Um, like, what would you think about that moment where, you know, Monet kind of catches him talking about his father and, and questions it? Like, you know, what did you say about your father? Like, do you, do you feel like she she knows that Tariq was involved in, you know, in uh, ghost death? No. See, I don't know, to tell you the truth. I know that she knows who Ghost is because you can't be in that same field and not know who Ghost is since he's basically running everything. Yeah. Um. But I don't know if she knows 
that said he killed her, him because I feel that she would have used that information against him a while ago. Um, hmm. I just, I don't want to say she's stupid enough to not know who Tariq is, and I don't want to say she's stupid enough not to know who Ghost is. I just found that entire reaction to be overreaction. Um, I don't know if that's in part of because of how it was written or how Mary decided to just make that decision for herself as an actress. Um, I do feel that this is something that's going to be used against Tariq. Not now, but, you know, we do have a second season coming up. So in another season, it's going to go back and she's going to realize, you know, I don't know what he was trying to say. Remember, there's a trial that's coming up, and maybe remember that whole. We'll get to it later, but we know how this episode ends. So maybe she'll be able to put two and two together, and she'll know that kind of information and could use it in the other uh, season. I just honestly don't know, but I do feel that I don't know if it was even a choice of how it was written, because Mary has a tendency to overact sometimes you think she went off script you know um, <laughs> I, I don't want to be critical of of her or the show but I do feel that there are moments where it can get emotional in dialogue and that's not how it's intended to be okay yeah um yeah, so so you know what why I took this as, and you know maybe some of the listeners might think we're we're looking into this too deep. I don't know, but um, I I think like she she kind of realized something about Tariq in that moment, I guess. Um, so like because you know he he was just saying that you know um, he hurts everyone that cares about him, even his father, and you know she has to know that you know like you said she has to have heard about. Jamie St. Patrick and his death um, you know because that was well publicized as well so mm-hmm. I, I feel like you know the fact that Tariq said those words as she held the gun up to him made her think damn like he might have had something to do with his father's death then and I feel like that that made her maybe respect Tariq even more because she's realizing who she's dealing with she's like wow like this kid had the heart to get rid of his own father so I'm thinking maybe this might make Monet um, even more in favor of Tariq um, and and of course the more in favor of Tariq she gets the more tension that causes with Kane so um, you know that's kind of how I looked at it but was you about to say something Rich? Yeah I was just going to say that that's a good theory uh, I, I don't know um, obviously, yeah, you know, it, it, it definitely was a little bit of an overreact because the one time that Tariq came up short and then that was it. It's like they still need Tariq to make money. But I guess now because they got this, they got to also do the cocaine thing. I guess maybe they aren't 100 percent reliable on what Tariq has going on with uh, the pills, etc. But it just I think it's a little bit of an overreact. Uh, to try to understand now, uh, Tariq obviously tried to cover himself. He said, "Yeah, I had to do something for my mom," which which was which was accurate. You know, he had to send away uh, this 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 uh, you know epiphany. So, I mean, he tried to play on her emotions that way, as she is the mother herself also. But when it comes to business and money, uh, and nobody you know 
it, it's business. It, it, they have to stay strictly by business. So I understand why she pulled the gun on him. Whether or not she respects him later, that that is a possibility. We'll have to see how that goes down. I think the fact that you know he obviously he uh, was there to help out for what happened next. That has to play some type of factor into this, also. Um, oh yeah. So uh, they, I don't think for that reason I don't think they are going to kill him or even attempt to kill him yet. But he has a lot going on now, and more so I think that conversation was just so that you know this whole season has been about Tariq accepting the fact that he killed his father and being able to to, to really prepare himself for what's going to happen in the next episode. So uh, him having that confession, those having all having all those flashbacks of the people he hurt, all of that is playing into an, eventually what's going to happen with him in the next episode. Um, so that's what it's all about right now. Yeah. So so yeah, let's get to what happened next because uh, you know you just mentioned it. So um, obviously you know um, we mentioned it earlier, but there's that new character Rico. Um, who who is essentially the supplier of these drugs? Um, mm-hmm. So you know he's scheduled to show up, and I guess you know give uh, Monet more of the product and everything. Um, but instead, you know his car pulls up, and among like a, a you know a bunch of cars from his people, and you know um, Drew hears the you know he he sees the lights from the cars, and then he hears the cars pulling up. And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, Rico is here now. But then, you know, they don't hear any cars open and slam or nothing like that. So, you know, instantly, while, while Monet still has the gun up to Tariq, they realize something's not right. And, you know, I guess they, they got that, you know, the, the sh- those street instincts, they're street smart and everything, you know. So, like, they know something ain't right. So, Monet yells, everybody get down. Tariq pulls Diana down. Um, you know to save her and you know instantly the shots ring out through the bar um, you know through the window and everything um, and you know they they're, they're shooting up the whole club um, and yeah they, they must have had like the same weapon that Tommy used to kill Proctor or something because uh, yeah it gave me flashbacks to that so um, so yeah they, <laughs> they shoot up the bar and uh, everybody's on the floor but Drew for some reason thinks you know i I need to get the gun i need to get you know a weapon at this exact moment so he gets up and he gets caught with a bullet and you know he goes down hard to the ground monet is you know obviously distressed um and yeah the cars speed away and at that very moment kane shows up um and you know monet is obviously very upset that you know he he's just shown up now because she feels like he should be here doing this because you know he's more street smart than than all of the the children you know so um so she takes it out on on Kane and tells him to you know pick up his brother and they get him to the hospital as soon as possible to save his life um so yeah um so then Tariq is later contacted by Paula and uh you know um this is because of Epiphany's no-show to the court and Mm -hmm. um, so you know uh, there was obviously a big commotion at the trial and um, Sachs you know as as uh, as we know mentioned that he wanted to call Tariq to the stand as a witness so Paula um, actually 
visits Tariq and you know she she tells him about you know the fact that Davis McLean and Sachs were working together and she shows him the video you know um of you know Tariq um you know at the uh, at the gravesite and everything when he said you know I had to do it you know at, at his dad's grave and everything so she basically makes Tariq aware of what's going on um, and she, you know, she says that she's no longer working with McLean and she actually wants to bring him down, um, which is interesting. So, you know, we'll, we'll ask about that later. But, um, but yeah, um, so Tariq knows what's going on now. He's caught up. Um, and uh, so let me see what's next. Uh, okay, yeah, so I guess we'll skip ahead to... Uh, yeah, so he meets with Tamika later on. And then, you know, um, he exchanges money with her just so that he's legally binded by the lawyer confidentiality. She asks him, you know, outright, did you kill your father? Tariq finally admits to it. And, you know, he said it's not because he's a monster. It's because his father was. And, you know, mm -hmm. he makes it clear that he doesn't want his mother to go to prison for something he did. And he says that he will confess on the stand to help her. So and that's where that's where the episode ends, obviously. Uh, but that's not the end of our questions. There, are, there's many things we got to ask still. But um, so I want to ask you guys like this. So this episode is obviously about Tariq being a monster. Um, but you know, after Tariq let Epiphany go, and also he saved Diana by pulling her down to the ground when the shots rang out. And um, he's also, you know, making the decision to confess his crime. So I want to ask you guys, like, is he really a monster then? Um, so that's the first question I have. Um, so go ahead, Dana. What do you think? Is he really a monster after doing, you know, all these good things in this episode? No, and I think we already established that when he gave his answer in the classroom. Mm. Remember when he was asking the whole Frankenstein parallel and who is really the monster and he was like it's the guy who created him and how people view him mm -hmm. it's not exactly him so that was just you know him calling back to that and saying that it's i'm not a monster everyone else around me look at how they want me to be i'm really you know the good guy here and i think that you know we've seen that with his actions and also the fact that he revealed to her that he killed her father Monster wouldn't wouldn't admit to that. I think he's genuinely heartbroken and he's genuinely kind of regrets what happened and he wants to take responsibility. And I don't even think that at this point it's because of Tasha. I think this is something he wants to do for himself and his own consciousness. Mm. Great points, great points. Um, what about you, Rich? So, so I don't think that Tariq is a monster. Mm. However... I do believe that he could become a monster, maybe on next week's episode. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it, it's it's the once again the dynamic of um, he can go down either path he wants to go down. Now that he is going to testify, um, obviously you know he can talk more about you know going to Tamika's theory her, that that Ghost was a monster. He can use that to his advantage. But the thing is, is that after this trial stuff is over, he still has to deal with Monet. He has to deal with everything going on with uh, Two Bit as well. And I kind of feel like sooner or later, even though he is hesitant to kill anybody, if something happens and he feels threatened, or he thinks that his mom is going to be threatened, 
he may have to take some actions. But I think more so, especially for himself, not so much from for, from his mom. But again, we have to see what happens in terms of this whole trial situation next week. Um, because the one thing that we that was alluded to when he had his kind of the conversation with uh, Effie, she said he is a monster. And it's about him coming to the realization that he is a monster, which he hasn't really come to that realization quite yet. But I feel like because she said that and because they have made it very clear this is the woman he needs to be with or should be with, eventually he's going to come to that. It's just a question of whether or not it's going to happen next week or next season. Um, but I feel like the character right now is still just acting and doing stuff that he has to do to survive, uh, which is something that, again, a bond that he has with Effie. They do what they need to do to survive. Now, how far you take that, that is left to be determined. But I don't think he's a monster at this current moment in time, but we'll see what happens uh, depending on how that trial ends and what happens next season. Okay. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you guys on that. So um, that brings me to the next question. So do you think that um, Tariq has accepted the possibility um, of either dying or ending up in prison because of the regret he feels about what happened to Kanan, Reyna, and his father? Hmm. So um, I'll... I'll uh, ask you first Rich what do you think like do you think he's accepted these possibilities I, well I, I think he has accepted it from from the fact that he showed up to meet Monet and didn't have the money and then he had that whole monologue where he was talking about he's hurt a lot of people I think at that point he was ready to get killed the way he was just so open and just saying all this other stuff being in that situation and the fact that Monet was ready to shoot him I think he is ready to either be killed or arrested we knew even from the beginning of the season when his mom was going down he said he's ready to testify he's ready to, to jump into this so I, I feel like the character is definitely ready to do whatever he needs to do um what i thought would change is that from him having all of these life life experiences with going to college and then being in all these different relationships with these women i thought that was going to change him in the sense of you know, make him want to go in a different path completely. Uh, but the fact that he is still um, wrapped up in all this other stuff, it can go in any direction. But I do think he is willing to accept the responsibility now because there's no other option. You know, you, you have to testify or something else happens with your mom. So I feel like now in this moment of desperation, I think he would do whatever he needs to do um, to survive. So we'll see whether or not he gets selfish with his actions uh, but for right now um, I think he's willing to go down if he needs to go down because there is no other way that he can overcome any of this uh, so we'll see okay and um, great answer there by the way um, so Dana what do you think of that do you think Tariq has accepted the possibility of dying or being locked up in prison I feel that when they shot up the place and he lived, it was kind of a come to Jesus moment where he feels, I don't necessarily think that he's okay with dying in the sense that he survived the shooting. I think that he is, because he survived the shooting, he wants to turn his life around and he is okay 
with going to jail and accepting whatever consequences are for the murder of his father and the fact that he wants to go on the stand. Okay. Um, so, as a follow-up question then, you know, based on, on these answers, I want to ask you guys, like, you know, is he really going to confess or do you think something could happen you know in the next episode that will change his mind from going through with the confession um so what do you think dana this is when i turn into richard and i'm like <laughs> you know tommy's gonna appear and it's gonna change everything um i do feel that something is going to prevent him from testifying yeah i think he really wants to tell the truth i think that is his goal i think he'll get there and you know that's what he's gonna do but then something drastic is gonna happen where it changes the course of the trial and maybe ends up in a mistrial mm. I think something sudden is, sudden is going to happen I don't know if that means Tommy is going to all of a sudden start appearing and he takes the stand instead um, I don't know if Asha just jumps up and is like I did it and then we never see her again I don't know but I don't feel that this is going to be something that is going to have a conclusion in the sense that you know everything is resolved i do feel that this will kind of be like a ghost situation remember we were very adamant that ghost was going to jail and that was it we'll no longer see him and he'll operate from inside and that didn't exactly happen he got free but i do see that something is going to happen also on top of that we have the random appearance by that white guy who was in the jail it's always watching tasha tasha so that somehow could come into play as well. Okay. Yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, different things that can come up to kind of uh, sway things, I guess. But um, what would you think, Rich? Is is he going to go through with this confession, or do you foresee something happening to you know change his mind, perhaps? Uh, well, something is definitely going to happen. Uh. I like what Dana mentioned about Tommy potentially showing up because, again, you go back to the start of the season, you know, they mentioned Tommy entirely too much in saying that he's the one that killed Ghost, all this other stuff. So for the character to never show up, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel as though that is something that would happen. It feels like he, he, the character can definitely show up at any time, and that would be a great way to end the season because it will provide more suspense for people wondering well, what's going to happen next season but I also feel like let's say even let's say that he does confess and his mom does go free I kind of feel like well now Tariq something will happen with Tariq you know he's not going to confess and then just get off scot-free some type of probation or something would have to happen because in the real world if you confess to, to killing somebody I still think that there's going to be some type of punishment that you have to face, uh, whether it's probation or community service or whatever. So, but what I imagine could happen, in addition to what you said already, Gary, um, I do think this situation where Tariq could confess, and then Tasha is, you know, she's free, she's set free or whatever, and then as Tasha is being freed, she is killed by somebody. Because the thing is this, Kanan, I mean, I say not Kanan. Kane still has beef with Tariq. I don't know how much he knows about his mom and all this other stuff. That's one person that I could definitely see going after Tasha and taking her out in an attempt to get to Tariq. The other thing is that you remember in the last episode that, you know, 
basically Tasha had called up Lorenzo and that you know Monet told her I don't, you 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 are never to call she, she told Tariq your mother should never call my husband ever again because Tasha didn't get the answers that she wanted out of Tariq in this episode I could see her once again confronting Lorenzo and asking him about what's going on and that could also be just as deadly uh, because again Tariq is you know while I, while I say Monet understands you know she understands as a mother as well I kind of feel like because the business deal was botched now and all this other stuff it doesn't mean that, that all of a sudden she's cool with Tariq until we see that in the next episode we have to assume they're still on bad terms with each other now because of that um, so my, my assumption is that though even if this ends what I'm basically saying is that whatever happens it's not a happy ending for Tasha I can see Tasha getting out free and then killed like almost instantly or right away and and that could be the type of event that turns Tariq into a monster because all of this season he's been trying to do whatever he can to protect his mom get her out of this situation but if it was going to happen anyway that can turn the character in a bad way and then the character can just not care and just do whatever he needs to do ruthless all this other stuff so it can go in any direction they want to take it but I feel like whatever path they go it's not going to end well for Tasha either she's going to be stuck in jail for a very long time or she's going to get out and then get killed almost immediately after she gets out because I feel like that's the only path they can go she's not going to get out and just all of a sudden become free um, now she could also turn on Tariq as we alluded to before but it, there's a lot of paths they can go with this so I'm just curious to see how they go, how they go about it, because there's a lot of there's a lot of things to to think about when putting this stuff together. And I'm going to assume that uh, you know the writers are going to play back the stuff that has already happened in that dynamic in that relationship between Tariq and Tasha, and have that come full circle, much like they did with bringing Tamika back into this case from the very beginning of the season. So we'll see what happens. Hmm. Yeah, great points all around here, um, and I can't wait to see you know what uh, some of the commenters think about that too. Uh, but you know, before we uh, wrap up, I I do want to touch on Kane too, real quick. So, because <laughs> yeah, a, a lot happened with him. So, um, you know, after you know his new GTG underboss brings him a shipment of pills, Kane realizes that. These pills are supposed to be Monet's shipment, so the, the the GTG guy tells him that you know he got it right from the Connect, which is Rico, and told him that Rico was looking for a new distro. So Kane realizes what this means, and that you know um, Rico is probably looking to take out Monet, um, and then you know we see what happens later on. Um, so so yeah so. Uh, Let's skip ahead because you know we just kind of talked through these scenes. So Kane um, shows up and helps his brother get to the hospital so they can save his life. And uh, Monet is still actually angry at him, and you know they have a, a little tense argument outside the hospital and everything, where Monet is is visibly upset. Um, and yeah, um, and I, I guess Kane is still kind of hurt that you know his mother won't accept him back you know even after he showed up to help and everything so Kane uh, makes the decision to meet with Ramirez you know the police officer that uh, Monet is sleeping with and he tells him that you know they need to get rid of Tariq ASAP 
and R- Ramirez actually refuses because now he he feels like Monet needs him more than ever because Drew is is now injured. Um, and Kane won't accept no for an answer, so he knocks down Ramirez, takes his gun, and shoots him. After you know Ramirez tries to plead with him, you know to not do it, to not go through with it, um, but he shoots him anyway, and that is that. So. Um, I definitely want to ask you first, Rich. You know, because we we have been uh you know foreshadowing this a little bit. So, mm-hmm. what do you think of Kane's actions here? And you know, is there now anything stopping him going directly for Tariq for Tariq now? So, um, what do you think? Well, I think that th- this is going to have grave consequences for the entire family. We know Ramirez is the one that was helping to protect the family. Um, and that's what this is about, you know, by him killing, taking away him. Yeah, you, you stop your mom from being able to rely on him and spend time with him. But you also hurt the family and you now leave them exposed to whatever is going to happen with them. Um, one thing that I did want to make mention of with Kane in this episode, you know that he is thirsty for power. And the fact that he recruited the GTG the leader to his side. But the thing is, is that I find it interesting how he would not question whether or not this guy can turn on him because he you know early in this episode he had a conversation with drew and he told him yes he's loyal and i got him working for me now yes because he is loyal but yet when he is the one that shows up to make sure that his family is taken care of it's only him it's not the gtg guy so what's to say that this gtg leader didn't negotiate this thing with rico the way it, it, it the way it was and said for them to take out the tahadas as a result that's the thing that you know the the character is so thirsty for power and control that he's going to make some mistakes and i think his mistake was obviously keeping this guy uh on and still working with him because if you know you can't trust him there's no way that that guy doesn't have some type of grudge with kane for the fact that he killed his boys so i kind of find it ridiculous that kane does not obviously kane thinks he can handle him he can control him whatever manipulate him but that guy can just as easily as you saw with this whole shipment thing flip 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 things on him so uh hopefully this is a situation where the next episode if we do find out that the gtg guy was working with rico to to try and set them up i hope that kane takes him out immediately um but yeah the decision to kill ramirez was a bad decision and it's going to have bad consequences on the entire family it's not really just Monet it's everybody everybody is a, is a target now and meanwhile uh, obviously Kane did it because he was now he's now cut off from the family so to go back to the comment I made earlier about you know Kane was already a bad kid and now he's even more reckless because he feels as though his mom is not a part of his life so to go back to what I said previously if Tasha is killed, Tariq absolutely 100% can become the monster that he that he has been that 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 Effie calls him because then he will just want to go down a different path completely and it's about getting revenge and I do think that Kane plays a role in what in where eventually Tariq's goes as a character because no matter what he does, this is somebody he's going to have to deal with because this is the guy that knocked him out of his own family. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go with that dynamic. Obviously, I don't want to see that confrontation yet. They need to save that 
for next season or whenever. They they need to build it up over time. But it's definitely going to happen now because they they set them on opposite paths against each other, and it's not going to end well. And it's going to be some casualties along the way, but it's definitely going to happen. Only a matter of time. Yeah. Yep. Interesting points there. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. But um, what do you think about it, Dana? What do you think uh, of Kane's actions in this episode? And um, is there like anything that's going to stop him going head on for Tariq um, in the next episode? I guess. I think this is exciting, and from um, <laughs> a viewer and a writer standpoint, because this allows us to introduce us into more people in the story. We don't know how many people uh, Monique's people crossed and how many people want revenge. I mean, we just focused on the GTG, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of other people that you have to cross in order to get to where you're at now. And I feel that Monique's character is someone who could easily cross people. So now that Rico is dead, it opens him up to a lot of problems. Um, I do feel that Tariq... Here's the weird thing. Um, remember when when Kane and when Kane was like, "Oh, you made me this way, Ma." Yeah. When he was, when she was like, "I don't want to see you anymore." Um, I do feel that this kind of means that all bets are off, and that he may not care about Tariq anymore because he'll feel that that's her problem, that's Monique's problem now, and it's not going to be on the forefront of his mind to go and kill Tariq. I do feel that there's going to be other people now that's going to come for them and also it may be Kane as well you know he knows everything that she knows she taught him and she said you made me this way so I see him forging his own path and in order to do that he may end up crossing her so this could be very exciting from a viewer and writer standpoint Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, especially if they do what Rich said and and build this up, like over the course of like the next season or so. Like if they, if, you know, if they if they do it as like a long term storyline, this could get really good. So, so let's hope they uh, kind of you know take that path because because there's a lot of other things they can wrap up in the next episode without you know having to fully close this storyline. So. Um, hopefully, you know, they, they take that path. But um, I wanted to also ask you guys, um, what do you think about Drew getting shot? And how will Drew act whenever he wakes up? Um, we, we don't know how long he's going to be out for, but um, what do you think his mindset will be when he does wake up? So go ahead, Rich. Well, we know that Drew... And he may mention in this episode again that he never really wanted to have control. He never really wanted it to take over. Mm-hmm. And you know that Monet is really pushing for him to do that, especially now that Kane is out of the picture. I feel like you know after what happened where he got shot, it that that is something where it can go in either one of two directions. Either he can decide to still be the same character that does not want to get involved, but he really wants to just distance himself from all this stuff. Or he can be the one to now he going to really, you know, step up into that role and become a different person entirely, where he's a lot more ruthless and he will do whatever he needs to do to protect himself and his family. So they can really take that in any direction. I personally think that after what happened, though, no way the character comes back the exact same way. 
because you almost get killed. And I thought he was going to be dead after I saw him get shot up. Now, one point I will mention, and this is, I don't really think this is a nitpick, so to speak. Uh, we've seen multiple times in movies that there's a drive-by. That's fine. Whatever. I'm a little surprised that they would think that there would be no retaliation. Because if you, if you know that you're going to kill someone, you, and, and if they know if they knew that Kane was there, for example, do you think they still would have did a drive-by, or would they have did a drive-by, and then they want to go inside, make sure everybody is killed, and shoot everybody? Um <laughs> That's the question that I ask because you know Kane is a loose cannon, and to think that there's going to be no retaliation whatsoever that 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 goes to show you how ballsy a lot of these people are. The same way that Kane is ballsy to think that he can trust this GTG guy after killing his people. So uh, those that right there, obviously the next episode, my assumption is that Monet is going to get some payback on them for this, um, and obviously she's going to confront Lorenzo. By the way, I will also add that I find it to, I find it to be ridiculous that Lorenzo doesn't have any other muscle that can help to you know whenever things get real bad. Obviously, Ramirez was the officer to help on the police force, but I'm surprised he doesn't have additional gang members or whatever that could help them if, if the family is in need. It feels like they're on their own. Um, so that is something that obviously we'll find out how deep their rivalries go like Dana alluded to uh, after the, what happened in this episode but I feel like right now uh, the Drew character I'm not expecting the character to come back exactly the same way you know either the character is going to come back and just be uh, a ruthless individual or he's going to come back with some type of you know where it, it, maybe he has some type of issue where he needs surgery and it's a lot more serious and it leads to a health issue I don't know but the character is not going to come back. I'm not expecting the character to come back exactly the same way he was before, since he did get shot. So, we'll see. Yeah, I, I kind of think like this might be the thing that makes him finally say, "I'm done with this life." You know, like I, I don't want nothing else to do with this anymore. And yeah. you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go find Everett. You know, like so that, that that's probably gonna be his his mindset. You know, um, but. What do you think, Dana? What do you think's next for for Drew when whenever he wakes up? Um, Drew, I've, he was the one who was gay, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I do feel that this is gonna be like, look, I already died. Let me live my true self, and whatever consequences may be that may happen, it's okay. Um, I so I feel that also. I don't know if he'll want to be to keep being a part of that gang situation with the drugs and the dealing because uh, it could you know it could go that way where he's like I'm done with all this I already risked my life I'm tired it's not worth it and he's really young mm -hmm. or it could be one of those situations where he tries to retaliate but right now I just kind of feel that he's not the person who wants to go and, and he's not Kane so I do feel that he is going to try to just live his life how he wants to and go back with his boyfriend. He's going to meet a lot of, of anger from his mom, but that's just may end up what happens, I feel. And also another thing, what I don't like is when they do drive-bys, don't just hit the windows. You got to hit, you know, if the person falls <laughs> down onto the ground, you got to aim low too. You yeah. know, that would have been nice as well. Aim low. 
Wow, you, I, I didn't know Dana was an expert in shooting and drive-by. Not, <laughs> look, at the, look at how it's shot. I mean, they, 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 they shot one person. That's great. But if you want to get everyone, people automatically drop. So you got to aim low as well. Don't just aim for the windows. So yeah. it, 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 sounds, it sounds to me like uh, these goaders, these, these uh, shooters, they are the same type of shooter that Ghost is when he shot up Tommy's car last season. <laughs> <laughs> and just it, it just well, I, well, somebody I see someone in the car. I'm just shooting, but but at least he just shot everything, you know, to make sure the person is dead. So, but this is a different situation, obviously. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I I think it's a little ridiculous for them to think that there won't be some retaliation now, and and to not even check to make sure that they're actually dead. Come on, bro. We know there's going to be retaliation. It's pretty obvious, but it's a question of how it's going to be retaliation. Yeah, uh, and it, it, oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, and, and obviously, you know, I, I would imagine that uh, we'll see if uh, if Kane decides to go after him, or he if he just decides, well, I'm just going to mind my own business and let whatever happened to them happen. I mean, we'll see what happens, but but yeah, there's going to be some retaliation. Everybody knows this. It's just a matter of how it's going to go down and how they're going to plan this. Yeah, that like little things like that are. A bit annoying because um, I, I understand that it's a TV thing, but um, but yeah, like if if they were serious about killing, you know, Monet and, and her her crew or, or her family, they like after shooting down the windows and everything, uh, Rico would have been like, "Yo, two of you go in there, make sure they're dead," you know, yep. and then you mm-hmm. know you send two men in there just to make sure everybody's down, you know, and then if they need to finish the job, then they finish the job, and they go back up right outside if they need it. Like that's what you know. That's I feel like that's what they would have done if this was real. But um, you know, obviously it's TV, so you know these things happen. But um, it is what it is. Um, so I, I have a few additional questions, just because so many things happen in this episode, and of yeah. course next week is the finale. Um, these questions that I have, we can kind of get through them very quickly. Um, I just you know just just give me like quick responses, and then you know we'll we'll wrap it up. So, first of all, um, I wanted to ask you guys, what's next for uh, Davis, uh, McLean, and Sachs? So, so you know, obviously they, you know, they have a bit of a, a, you know, a a run-in in in this episode, um, where especially where Epiphany is concerned, and Davis realizes that his career could be at, you know, at risk after you know Epiphany doesn't show up, and then you know there's there's the picture that came out of him with Sachs visiting epiphany so that's very bad for his you know career and everything so i, w- I want to ask you guys what you think it uh could be could be next you know for these two characters um so i'll start with you first dana what do you think you're muted i'm muted i was kind of upset that the super friends are now over <laughs> <laughs> random you know so cute um again i don't feel that there's a big deal i hate to say this it sounds wrong but using the the whole thing of um cheating i don't feel that it's a big deal where it's like a a career ender Mm -hmm. unless he's sleeping with the actual witnesses then i think it becomes something that's serious but i don't see how you know him sleeping with his co-worker 
or just cheating in general it's not going to have a big impact on his career um, maybe from just a moral standpoint of he doesn't want to lose his wife that you know, could affect him career-wise no um so i think that mclean also just seems to be one of those people who's just shady overall and so he'll say one thing and he'll like uh, uh he'll claim that he's cleaning up his life but he'll just go back to what he's doing later on i don't see this being like a permanent change for him but i do look forward to i think that mclean and sax the the fact that they're going to now turn on each other uh they know each other's kind of moves and their secrets so it could get creative on what they do next. I do hope that it's not long because I don't want this trial thing to be extended. I want this story to wrap itself up um, and, and McLean can have little guest spots. That would be nice. Uh, but I think this is, might be something that'll, that'll end soon, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Okay, what about you, Rich? Uh, I think both characters are going down now. Not now because this this whole thing has been introduced about the investigator taking the photo with them both in that photo. Now I feel like whatever happens to Sachs, it can happen to McLean at any point, at any moment in time, because they are tied together. That is evidence that they were working together on this case, what they are not supposed to do. So um, I feel like whatever happens, it, 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 he's going down. Plus. Again, uh, the whole thing with Paula and how that situation went left—that is gonna—that's uh, someone else that is now going against him. So it's not going to end well for McLean. So yes, bad news for him and Sax. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and I'll just answer real quick too. Um, I think if Sax doesn't end up dead, like we all want secretly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I think he'll end up getting fired or something and then um, maybe they'll write him out the show um, at that point and maybe he'll make some cameos because he is related to Riley and, and I feel like Riley has a future in the show um, so maybe he'll still come around every now and then but I feel like you know he might his story might be coming to an end somehow I think um, I one way or the other uh, but yeah what was he going to say? I just want to make a real quick, real quick uh, comment. Mm -hmm. I do believe that this next episode, we're going to get an answer as to why was Sax there the night that James got shot, because that's the one thing that Tariq has on Sax. Yeah, that has not been explored yet for a reason. So I kind of feel like to go to what you said, you said maybe if he doesn't end up dead, he'll get fired. I think this guy could end up going to jail, and 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 that that I could see happening next week uh, if it is that they take it to that extent but either way uh, him and McLean unfortunately I like the McLean character but that character I feel like that now that character is going to have to go down too unfortunately but we'll see if they find a way to keep him around yeah so so and yeah I agree like that could be the thing that gets Sacks out of the way I guess um, the fact that he was there that night and who knows maybe Tariq will even see Sacks in the courtroom and change his mind about the confession and say Nah, Sax did it. I saw him that night, you know. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, but, um, but as for McLean, I think he still kind of has a future in the show. Um, and I don't know what capacity it's going to be. Like, maybe it will just be like a, um, sort of like a, uh, either a Simon Stern or a, um, a Tate. 
kind of uh you know um involvement in the show where they were kind of like they started off as like background characters right um mm-hmm. for in you know during jamie st patrick's story um so maybe he could have sort of like a role like that where he's like a legal advisor or something like that uh maybe he'll even get in the good graces of Tariq again and he'll be like a crooked lawyer for him or something like that you know <laughs> um so who knows uh, but I, I feel like he has a future in the show so um i don't want him to to really get fired because i i do kind of like it, the character a little bit uh yeah so yeah that that's uh that's my answer uh, so let, let's continue with the questions so uh, what do you see next for Paula and like how do you think she might try and stick it to McLean because she seems you know pretty set on ruining his career so what do you think Rich any ideas I think you go into the fact that McLean always made mention of being a, a lawyer with an excellent record never really lost any case, cases so I think her sole purpose now is to make sure that he loses this case and she can bring up perhaps uh you know evidence of him not being a good lawyer because he covered up another case that they had previously i mean but either way she knows him more than anybody else so i feel like she will find a way to expose that he's not as squeaky clean as he may appear to be um and that's what her sole purpose is now because she doesn't want him to win the case and she doesn't want uh anything to happen to Tariq uh or tasha so We'll see what happens, but she's uh, definitely going against him now, and that's going to be a very interesting dynamic since she knows him better than anyone else. So mm. we'll see. Okay, and how about you, Dana? Would you would you uh, would you see next for Paula? Yeah, I kind of have to agree. She's gonna she's gonna involve herself somehow, and she may be determined to take him down. So this is not over. Okay, and. Um... So and also another character uh, that you know I'm I'm kind of questioning her future, and that's Epiphany. So uh, do you guys think we'll see her again? <laughs> um, I I kind of hope so because you know she is kind of pretty. I'm not gonna lie. Oh whoa 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 whoa! <laughs> oh, I'm expecting that one. Huh. <laughs> but but what would you think, Rich? Will she be back? Well, I know Tariq paid her to leave. Uh, but that's the thing about that situation is that Tasha specifically told him to kill her and he didn't do that so that character could come back I mean I feel like at any point in time I mean they you know her kid was not there at the time when he went when uh, Tariq went over there Uh, so I would have to assume as a viewer she got her kid shortly thereafter they had that conversation and she left town immediately but again um I feel like she can come back if she wanted to later. Or she could have just been used for the purpose of this episode. I'm not sure, but if I had to make a guess, uh, my assumption is that they want you to keep guessing as to how they're going to play that. So, I don't really know for sure. But I I have to assume the character is gone for now. Okay, and Dana? Yeah, I kind of feel the character is not going to be killed off. I don't think the character is coming back. I think it was just one of those one-shot situations where, you know was used as a device to show that Tariq is not a killer yet mm. and you know he purposely did not kill her not because she's going to come back but because that is the path that he wants to take in his life I don't think that we're going to see her again she has a whole bag full of money and she's good okay fair enough um, and the last question I have 
is you know um so i mean we we kind of talked about you know possibly some revenge some get backs happening but do you guys think rico is going to become a new reoccurring character in in this series now and i guess the reason i asked this is because you know the original power you know uh we saw like several connects like just coming up and taking over you know all the time kind of thing so um do, do you guys see this being like another direction where like a new connects shows up and starts causing you know all this drama and everything so uh what do you think rich uh i would hope so because i like the actor that is playing rico i mean i would assume that that was rico we saw in the car yeah uh so I hope that that character is returning, but obviously it really depends on what happens next week because if there's some retaliation, normally you see they they make it a quick point to take out the you know the people who orchestrated the hit right away. So I'm hoping that he is still going to be around much longer than next week. But I my assumption is that you're definitely going to see him again next week. Um, so. We'll see about that, but but yeah, I, I hope he does remain because like I said, that guy is a good actor, so I would like to see more of him on, on, on the actual show. Yeah, I, I like that actor too because he was uh There's this battle rap movie called Bodied, um, and mm-hmm. he he was in that, so I I kind of enjoyed that because I, I love battle rap, so so yeah, he's a cool actor, um, and I would like to see him, you know, as a reoccurring character, but um. What about you, Dana? You think he's coming back? You think he's going to be a reoccurring character? Yeah, I think so. Cool. Power uh, uh, likes their reoccurring people. Mm, so, so you think he's going to be a? Uh, he's going to be like the Lobos for season two. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but you may you that may happen. Okay. Well, I'll- uh, well, I, but I, I will say this: If he is going to become a reoccurring character, it might be time for another character to get killed off. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's I don't true. know which character, but I think you need to. You want to focus on this guy a little bit more. You might have to get rid of somebody else on the show. Yeah, that 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 is true because otherwise there's going to be too many, you know, dominant personalities. Um, so and you know you already have two bit you have Kane you have Monet you have Lorenzo you, you, you're all these different you know um, superior characters so you got kind of yeah. you got kind of make room for for a, another connect I guess so so yeah uh, those are all the questions I had and I'd like to hear you know y- you listeners chime in as well and you know you can do that on the YouTube video or you can visit thecoalition.com that's coalition with a K and you know you can find the the article um you know of this podcast on the site and just drop your comments in there um and you can also email me at gary at the um if you have any you know thoughts or comments or voice clips that you want to send definitely do that um we we appreciate you know all the um all the interaction with listeners of the show and feedback and everything um and yeah, so next week is the finale of this season. So uh, we will be back to, you know, discuss that, of course. And then, um, you know, of course, we will be recapping all of the future power, you know, um, uh, shows as well. So, you know, book three, book four, book 11, whatever they come out with will be here. So. <laughs> book 11. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, so there you go. 
um, and definitely make sure you check out thecoalition.com again because we do have a lot of other content you know from gaming to tv shows interviews you know we, we've got something for everyone so definitely check that out um and i also want to wish everyone you know a happy new year because we will be in 2021 when we, when we return so i hope everyone has a great week a great celebration um and just make sure you all say stay safe you know because it's rough out there so you know stay safe keep warm um call your family all that stuff so we'll see you next week peace out